0: Hello, hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. Hope everyone is having a wonderful Thursday. It is the National Holiday 1-6. Uh, I know that you guys, a lot of you guys that are watching the show on YouTube uh, and many people in the in the Zoom tonight have been watching some things unfold over the last week or so, at least, uh, well, since Christmas especially. Uh, and there's been a lot of questions floating around A lot of things said uh, A lot of stuff that needs to be cleared up So I decided I would hold my own uh, Question and answer episode On Break the Cycle tonight um, And so if you guys are here I am going to be taking questions for the people That are in the Zoom uh, There's a Zoom link, I posted it on my Twitter There's a new link, uh, I just posted it on my Twitter It should be my newest post on there If you follow me on Twitter, at Break Joshua uh, And you uh, if you get into Zoom, you can ask questions, you know, with your video or audio. Um, I'll be watching the chat as closely as possible so I can take some of your guys' questions as, w- as well. Um, of course, before we get started, uh, since it is a Break the Cycle episode, I do want to uh, drop shout-outs to TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great, getting high on the ideas of Liberty Ron Paul hoodie that you see me wearing tonight by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Or you can go over to the Patreon and subscribe star or become a member of this here YouTube channel to get all of Top Lobster's new gear up to two weeks before it goes to the general public at like a 30% discount. And, of course, executive producers of the show, AnthemPlanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has Historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently Seriously, if you guys own a business, go check them out Good people, Amy Lapore and my good friend Griff from Delaware uh, run this company They're amazing and they do really good work I have some viewers who have been working with them And they have a lot of good things to say So go check them out uh, Guys, so before we get started I just want to talk about what's been going on a little bit um, I am running for vice chair If you watch the show, you already know I'm, I'm running for vice chair I started running for vice chair uh, several months ago I believe it was September Um, my good friend Karen Ann Harlos was going through some things after we uh, did a little bit of whistleblowing on the New Hampshire, uh, issue. And, uh, they were, they were trying very hard to remove her. Um, at the time there was another person running for vice chair. It was the only other person I knew at the time that was running for vice chair, Aaron Adams, um, who used to be a good friend of mine. Uh, I was, I was pretty upset about the way she handled the New Hampshire issue. And, uh, I made it very clear that if she, voted to remove my friend Karen Ann Harlos from the board, I would be running for vice chair. She ended up voting to remove Karen Ann uh, in an email, and when that email went out, I immediately, on my show, announced that I'd be running for vice chair. So this has been several months in the running. Um, now, I was unaware at the time of, of the Mises caucus backing anybody, Angela backing anybody. In fact, two days later, Angela McArdle texted me and said, hey, we already announced with Eric Rodsep. And I simply replied with good luck. Good luck to him. Um, I, that wasn't a good enough reason for me to end my my vice chair candidacy. Mainly because I didn't feel that I was represented by that vice chair candidate. Uh, I was very clear about the fact that I thought um, if they, you know if the Mises Caucus was going to back somebody, if Angela was going to back somebody, it needed to be somebody who was representing the Mises Caucus, and so um, I decided not to not to you know uh remove my my candidacy and uh you know i had talked to mike and angela a couple times back and forth uh a little bit it wasn't anything huge and and we didn't have any huge fights i just made sure that they knew that i was going to continue to run and i wish them luck um you know mike and i had a a two-hour conversation in boston uh several weeks ago about the situation i said i i think i can get the the members um and uh and i was going to continue my campaign and then uh i it it was a little hurtful, I'll say that, um, and I didn't want to make anything public. Um, I know there's some people here tonight that are probably upset with the way that I handle things, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I knew that the the way I was going to handle it would likely lose me some support, but I felt like the membership knew, um, or uh, the membership had the right to know who uh, they were supporting for vice chair. So um, I went on a sort of offensive when it comes to Eric Rodsep, and I, I uh, posted a lot of his positions. Um, You guys have seen those positions. I don't need to reiterate them and go over them ad nauseum. Uh, They weren't positions that represented us as Mises Caucus members. Uh, I've been with the Mises Caucus since the ground floor, since there was 55 people in a Facebook group. um, We had no state organizers. We had no committees. We were raising no money. We didn't even have a website. Um, and uh, I picked up that, that torch and I traveled around the country I went to 25 states uh, for my chair campaign in 2017, 2018 uh, I helped build this thing from the ground up uh, And then again in 2020, uh, for the 2020 race I went to 12 states prior to uh, being shut down for COVID um, and then I continued to try and do everything I could through Zoom and Skype. And then if you guys were at the Orlando National Convention in 2020, uh, you know that I lost to Joe Bishop henchman by about 100 votes. Um, there was some pretty shady things that went on uh, with that election and those votes. We don't have to get into that. But I was really unhappy with the way it went down. Uh, some people on the LNC feel like that election was stolen and that they tried it with other elections as well there. Um and I, I announced pretty pretty quickly right after that that I was gonna be reseeking chair again. Uh, you know, I I had put in the fight and I wanted to give it one more bite at the apple. Um, but I didn't I didn't I, I announced and then um Angela announced and uh I, at first I thought about continuing to run, but I decided to step down and endorse Angela because I, I think she's a great pick. I think she'll do great things as a chair. Um but then a lot of stuff started coming out about me, and I'm sure some people are confused. Uh, I've heard my own people talking about me, you know, uh, being derelict in my duties on boards, um that I'm too busy with my family and work. Uh, and and it's just it's a lot of things that i I want to clear up. So, um, I know there's a pro pros and cons list floating around out there about me that uh, one of the, the state organizers made that people are adding all kinds of crazy things to uh, about me. And uh, so I want to clear up. I am not too busy for the vice chair race at all. In fact, uh, this is this is the first time in the entire time that I've been campaigning for any position on the LNC that I've had more time than ever. I mean, when when I was running in 2017, 2018, I was a nomad. I didn't I didn't have a lot of time, but I was I was just trying to get what I could get to the conventions. Um, and so I didn't have a lot of time. 2019, 20, 20, 2020, 20, uh, I was on three boards. I was on the state board, the local board, and also my uh, my the LNC. Um, you know, and I didn't have a lot of time uh, at all. And now I have a great job where I work uh, seven of every 14 days. So I have seven days. I have 14 days off every month um, you know I have a wonderful stay-at-home mom. my show has allowed us to to ha- uh, let my my uh, my fiance stay home with our kids. She's totally cool with me, you know, Going around the country Doing what I need to do when, when, when things need to get done She's had no issues with that um, You know it, There's nothing That is holding me back and, and, and making it hard For me to travel And do the things That I need to do And in fact Even at my job Which is a great job I have a lot of time At my job To get things done You guys might know I spend a lot of time On Twitter During the days Even when I'm at work Because we have a lot Of downtime at work So it's not an issue Like time is not An issue for me In fact I, I, I feel more stable Now than I was During my other two campaigns And, and it's, it's not even close Um, Another thing that's been said about me is that I missed a lot of meetings on boards Uh, As far as the L&C goes, I've missed one meeting in each term Uh, That's less than some other people have missed um, and, and the only reason I missed the meeting this term was because I was in contact, close contact at work with people who had COVID uh, just a couple of days before the meeting. So I decided, you know, to to sit that one out. Um, it was probably better that I didn't show up in case I did get sick. And in fact, I ended up getting COVID. So uh, it was good that we didn't go to that to that meeting um, and spread it around the LNC. There's some people on the LNC that aren't super healthy, and so I figured that was a good idea. So so as far as the LNC goes, I've missed one meeting each term. Uh, it was the first meeting of my first term, and then you know not this last meeting, but the meeting before my second term. That's, that's really not, it's not anything I mean for, for a committee that travels To a different state every quarter uh, For meetings, I've, I've done better than Some of the other people um, And then as far as the state California board goes I know that people are, keep bringing up some issues Of me missing a couple of meetings there uh, two of the meetings that I missed while I was on the state first of all i wanna I wanna reiterate this the California state Board at larges have alternates, so if you don't make it to a meeting, there's an alternate steps up sets of the board you know it's no big deal so if you let your alternate know hey i can't I can't make this meeting they show up to the meeting and vote for you so I was okay with missing these meetings because I knew I had <laughs> an alternate there um but anyway, so i so I was traveling for the caucus uh for my chair campaign in 20, 2020 uh when I missed these meetings I went to twelve uh twelve state conventions in 12 weeks so it was every single weekend the you know for the caucus for the for the campaign i was traveling to 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 state conventions to try and you know build the caucus build the campaign bolster our our position in the party um that was what i was really good at was this these these campaigns right and 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 that's one of the reasons we have you know have the amount of members we do in the Mises caucus was because I was traveling around the country, shaking hands, getting people to show up. And, and, uh, so that's what I was doing. And that's why I missed those meetings. And then I think I missed one of the zoom meetings, uh, for travel as well. And, uh, but I didn't, I didn't miss any other meetings. And in fact, until I resigned from that board in December of uh, 2020, because I had moved to Iowa, um, I was still going to the zoom meetings during COVID. So, Uh, that that's all been brought up. And then the other board that people keep talking about, which is a, is something that I had never heard until recently is the, the libertarian party of Washington board. Uh, when I first joined the party in 2016, uh, I showed up to the libertarian party of Washington state convention. It was about four hours North from where I lived, uh, on a whim. I didn't go to, I didn't go for an election. I had never worked in, in party politics outside of campaigning for Ron Paul in 20 in 2008 and 2012. Uh, and I showed up to the Washington State Convention and they asked who's here from Region 5. I asked, where's Region 5? They told me it was the county that I lived in. And I said, well, I'm here and there was nobody else there from my region. And they said, great, you're the Region 5 representative. And I was like, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know how to do any of this. Um, and so I joined uh, their, their Libertarian Party board there uh, in, I think it was Mid to late 2016 went back down to my region as soon as I got to my region my my county chair and vice chair of my county resigned and dropped it all in my lap Um, So I had five counties no no county affiliates Uh, So I started doing events where I could Uh, I built social media for for the counties um, And I was trying to do things and still be be a part of the uh, the board as well, which had monthly um, online meetings and then in 2017 uh, was when I decided I was going to run for national chairman of the of the the entire thing. And uh, what it was was I I was I was working on a publication called Think Liberty um, with a bunch of friends. It, it had gotten some good size. Um, and Nick Sarwark, uh, you know who I had been a fan of in the past, was um, going after Tom Woods. And and I couldn't believe that this national chairman of this political organization named Libertarian. Uh, was was attacking Tom Woods And so I called a bunch of the bigger name libertarians That I knew through publications and stuff And asked them to run for chair Everyone told me I was crazy, I was insane um, You know, he, he's the most popular chairman This party has had ever in 50 years And no one would do it, so I put out an intent to run statement Thinking it would never go anywhere Um, Soon after that is when I I found the Mises Caucus I ended up traveling to 25 states Uh, I got 22% of the vote at the National Convention In New Orleans, and it turned into something A lot bigger than I I ever thought it would So um, I was traveling for the campaign Again, uh, when I missed a few uh, when I missed a, a few of these these meetings For the Libertarian Party of Washington But but people keep bringing that up That I was derelict in my duties In, in the Libertarian Party of Washington But I have a, a full on Like four or five paragraph endorsement from the chair of the Libertarian Party of Washington for my campaign that year in 2018 when I was supposedly derelict from my duties. So I just want to I just want to clear these things up. The the things you're hearing about me, if you're in the Mises caucus, the things you might have been told about me are not entirely true. Some of them are half true, some of them are blatantly not true and and I'm willing to clear up anything any fears or or issues you guys have uh, with me. I want to clear him up right now and make sure that you guys know you have the right candidate if you vote for me for vice chair. Now, I talked to Mike Heiss last night. Obviously, you guys saw that Dave uh, saw that Dave Smith has endorsed me. Um, we kind of kind of are moving away from Eric Rodsep. I talked to Mike Heiss. I let Mike Heiss know that I'm 100% committed to working with him and Angela Mcardle uh, when this thing gets won, uh, whatever in in whatever capacity uh, she needs me to work with her. I think that the vice chair role is a support role. Uh, it, it keeps getting thrown around that it's an admin role. It is not just an admin role. In fact, uh, as somebody who sat on the Libertarian National Committee for two terms now, almost four years I've been on that committee, it is, the, the admin work is is hugely done by the staff, um, almost almost all of it. I mean, unless unless you really get into the budget stuff, the budgetary stuff, obviously done by the treasurer and the chair. Um, that's kind of their job. They get that budget set comes to the meeting. Then we have budget committee meetings where we go over the numbers and make sure we have everything where they want. Then we approve the budget. Um, and then obviously minutes and, and meeting stuff like that, uh, uh, putting up motions online. That's all the secretary. Um, but all the admin stuff outside of that is is largely done by the staff. That's what they're paid to do. They're paid to do the, the admin stuff. Uh, the board is different. The, the vice chair is there to support the chair in, in things that the chair wants to do, not just admin stuff. Um, but also the the vice chair is there to take over the board when the when the chair can't do their duties. Um, and if you were at the national con- uh, convention in Orlando in 2020, Alex said the vice chair ran the entire national convention because Nick Sarwark decided he didn't want to do it. That's what the vice chair does. Um, we, we've been told that the vice chair is not an outwardly facing public figure. Uh, in 2018, Arvind Vora got more media than Nick Sarwark did as the vice chair. I mean, this this is this is the truth about this position. It's not just an admin role, um, but it is a support role, definitely. And I and I I am committed 100% to working with Angela McCardle. I think we can do a great job together, um, and I think I have what it takes to to get it done. I also have the organizational knowledge. I've been on the board for four years. I know how it works. I understand the culture. I understand the staff. I've worked closely with the staff, and and uh, I understand how to represent the 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 membership. You know, as an at large, I was at large. is represent the entire membership as a whole around the country. So that's been my job for four years, and and I think that I have the chops to get it done. Um, I have the time to get it done, and and I think that uh, you know any past things that people are worried about, we should we should chill on and, and really think about who represents us. So, uh, with that said, I've been I've been list- I've been watching the chat a little bit. But um, do you guys is somebody saying my internet's not working really good or what? That sucks. Or how how is it for the people in the Zoom? Have you guys had any issues with my internet at all? It's great, Josh. You sound it, perfect. Has it been okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know what's it's going great. on there. I want it does say that I had some uh, notifications drop frames sorry guys I apologize um, okay so so it's Q&A and I kind of laid out what I'm thinking and, and the direction I want to go but uh, why don't we start does it does it, if any if anybody in the zoom wants to ask me some questions why don't you guys go ahead and um, raise your hand there's a raise hand function function on here and then uh, I'll have uh, will we'll start taking names if that's okay and then we'll We'll get uh we'll get those answered will do we got any hands up yet
1: uh yeah charles bird has had his hand up for a while
0: so okay perfect yeah let's start we'll with charles go first. what's going on charles yeah so while you were while you were on the uh the uh, california board um what were what were some of your um what would you say were your proudest achievements while working on that board I think when I was on the California board, the, the only committee that I was was really on was the OpsCom. Um, so those this, the OpsCom committee is essentially if something happens uh, that can't go to the full committee right away, the OpsCom can handle it in a in a, a shorter amount of time. Uh, we essentially would c- have a call and, and do that. Um, during that time, I think one of our biggest issues was the um, uh, there was there was. Uh, I don't know how much of it I can talk about. I know it's been litigated some, but there was a chair of a county um, there was a chair of a county affiliate that had some issues with some false fundraising numbers um, and so we had to handle that and in fact, two people got their membership removed if you remember that I don't know if you were around for that charles but um, and that was probably my biggest thing that I dealt with there outside of that I mean it was you know when I was on the California board um it, you know, I went to meetings and then uh, traveled for the caucus, so I didn't get a lot accomplished uh, for California. And then I moved to Iowa. I moved to our Iowa March of 2020, um, and I tried to continue... The board work there um, through the Zoom meetings, like I said, but when I talked, I talked to Mimi, who's the chair, uh, Mimi Robeson, and uh, we decided that it was better if I resigned so that somebody who is in state and could do the in state work uh, could take over that role. So I ended up uh, resigning after like three Zoom meetings in December of uh, 2020 and somebody else took my my role. So um, I didn't get there wasn't a lot of work that I could do on the state committee uh, there unfortunately i didn't I didn't have the opportunity uh, like I said, I was a treasurer for my local I was on the lNC and I was on the state committee and traveling for the campaign. It was a whole lot of stuff man a whole lot of stuff so I was basically filling a seat and uh, and voting on on issues at at, at state uh, committee meetings so that was my my biggest the opscom was definitely my biggest uh, contribution so
1: uh-huh.
0: Another, if I may, um, in the past, uh, you've talked about assembling a a team of experts, the phrase used was uh, media hit squad to help help out candidates uh, nationwide in in getting more media coverage. Um, How how did that project come along? So so that was uh, a project that I talked about doing for the National Committee as chairman of the National Committee. Uh, the chair has the opportunity to put uh, put together committees like that. Um, of course, the board has to, has to vote on them still. Um, but I unfortunately have been on two terrible LNCs that don't want to hear from me about anything at all. Um, in mm-hmm. fact, I was on the ASC uh, for my first term, and as soon as Joe Bishop Hinchman won uh, national chairman in 2020, he immediately took me off the ASC and put Valerie Sarwark as the head of the ASC. So... Um, it's not something that I've had an opportunity to do. I mean, you you know, it's something that I would have absolutely been able to work on as chair. And in fact, if I, you know, if Angela wins chair and I win vice chair, it's something that can still happen. Um, if it's an, if it's something that, that Angela likes. So, um, I think it's a great idea. It wasn't just to help, uh, help candidates though. That was never the, uh, that was never the intention. The intention was to have, uh, 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 a media person in every Uh, In every region so we have eight regions. I'd like to have the best media person in each region that can speak on behalf of the National Party um, for time sensitive issues. Uh, you know, if, if something happens in D.C., we have somebody in the D.C. area. Of course, that's where our headquarters are, so probably it would be national chair. But uh, if something happens in Texas, we have somebody in Texas in that region that can quickly get to the area and do some media for us. I, I think that's an important thing that all, you know, all all national political parties should do. But it's just something that, you know, my my LNCs that I've worked on, they don't, they don't care to hear from me. That's why, you know— People might think that I haven't done any work for the last two years, but when I want to get something passed on the committee uh, or if there's something that I support, I have to go around quietly and talk to LNC members and get them to put it out for me because these LNCs hate me. I mean, we're talking about Laura Ebke, Valerie Sarwar, Chris Lucini. I mean, these these are people that hate hate our side of the aisle. I mean, they hate the Mises caucus. They see me as the representation of the Mises caucus and they don't want to work with me at all. So, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to, I'm really looking forward to having an LNC that actually can work together and get things done. And I think that, you know, the slate for the Mises caucus can get that done. And, and that's still, that's still one of those things that I think we can build and, and, and do a good job with. Um, but it's going to take a chair that wants to do it. So, you know, I had that opportunity if I had become chair last year or the or the year, or the, uh, the convention before, but that just wasn't the case, unfortunately. Anybody else? We got any other hands up
1: here? I actually have a question. Sure. Uh, since you you brought it up, uh, how do you feel about the uh, LNC headquarters being in
0: Washington D.C.? You know, I'm not so. I I don't know. You know how I feel about D.C. I think the Beltway sucks. And I'm not trying as as uh, leadership of the National Party. I'm not trying to get us invited to the D.C. champagne parties. I don't think that's important. They already hate us. John Brennan went on national television and said that we're all domestic terrorists. They don't they're never going to invite us to the champagne parties. Um. So so I don't care. You know, I, I've been to the national headquarters several times. You know, we've had fundraisers there and. Um, I think that it's a really nice building and a really cool place of old town Alexandria and the bricks, the brickwork's great. And the, you know, um, but I, I, am not opposed to opening a headquarters somewhere in the middle of the, the country that's, you know, people can travel to more often and, um, you know, I don't care about being part of the press club. You know, that's something that, that's something that Nick Sarwark and Joe Bishop Henchman and, and some of the staff members have been really, really attached to, especially Dan Fishman as the executive director that we have to be a part of this, this national press club. And this is an important thing. And it's like, it hasn't gotten, it hasn't netted us anything having a headquarters there. Absolutely nothing, you know? And so, so I'm not opposed to, to moving it or, or, or selling it or keeping it and opening another one somewhere else. I'm that's all, it's all, you know, it's going to take a committee to have that happen though. The chair cannot unilaterally do that. Um that's going to take a committee vote and and it's going to be something that is going to piss a lot of people off cuz a lot of people a lot of people have donated to to that building. So um it's going to have to be something that's done with grace and 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 you you know whoever whoever uh executes that and starts out with that is really 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 going to have to do do it with uh understand the culture of that that building what it means to a lot of people in the party before they, before they get rid of it. So, uh, but I'm not opposed to it at all.
1: Go ahead, Pablo. Great. Um, so I, as I understand it, the, the uh, vice chair does manage the, the, the staff and uh, there does seem to be this operational and ex- execution sort of aspect to it. What do you see the staff doing under a Mises caucus led, LNC. How will their life be different day to day?
0: Well, so it's actually, I don't know that that's the truth. I mean, I, I you know, the bylaws, the, it's pretty clear that the, uh, the chair oversees all the day-to-day operations of, of uh, including staff. Um, and in fact, the, 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 chair can hire and fire staff as well. Um, so, but I, I, you know, I've worked closely with quite a few staff members. Um, and, and, uh, I don't, you know, I think there's some people on the staff right now that maybe shouldn't be there. I think there's some people on staff that are wonderful and don't get enough credit, um, especially our candidate people. They're really, really amazing. Um, and we need we need 50 of them at least. Um, but I don't I, I don't know. I mean, that's some, you know, when I talked about running for chair in, in 2018, something that was really important to me was going into national headquarters as the chair, sitting down, creating a uh, an organizational tree, which the party doesn't have. And really trying to figure out some of these um, some of these roles. So there's there's a lot of roles in staff that are doing more than one role when they're not supposed to be doing them. Uh, as far as like the development director is not is, is inserts herself into way too many things and has way too much stuff going on. And um, I think if we can get in there and drop an organizational tree and 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 really delegate these positions correctly, that that's that's you know it's going to free up some people for more things. It's going to you know batten down the hatches on people getting involved in things they shouldn't be involved in. Um, but that's something that, you know, when, when this wins that, you know, Angela is going to have to go into headquarters and, and, and I'm more than happy to go in with her and sit down and talk about what's been going on with staff for the last four years. Uh, that's something that I bring to the table is I've, I've watched staff for the last four years. I've worked with them. I've read their emails. I've read their proposals. I, you know, I've been a part of all that. So, um, you know, I think that's something that I bring to the table is I'm going to any staff issues I'm going to be able to, to help Angela with. So, Hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that we can change a ton of. It's not like we can just walk in and change everyone's contract like on day one. You know what I mean? Uh, we can't let we can, you know, if there's people who aren't doing their job, they can be let go out of their contracts, but we can't just go in and rewrite contracts right away. The contracts renew in January. Uh, if you guys watched uh, on Christmas, I made that motion to relieve Tara DeSisto from her contract because she's. Involving herself in intra-party politics, pushing away donors, doing things she's not supposed to be doing. She's taken a position as a, as a, um, uh, she's taken a position as, as a state committee member in Massachusetts, which I think is ridiculous. Um, and, and, uh, contracts renew this month. So it's like kind of now or never you know what i mean so that's why i made that motion i knew it wouldn't go anywhere because like i said the lnc hates me but i made the motion to kind of signal to everybody like this is what needs to happen um and in fact i know there's a there's a backroom uh, motion being workshopped to remove me at the next lnc meeting because of that motion so that'll be interesting to see what happens in, in the reno uh lnc meeting here in a couple months but um i i think we have to go in and sit down and really look at it and 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 draw out an organizational tree and figure out what staff needs to be doing and you know i We've dealt with so many shitty committee People and chairs that have been absolutely corrupt That who knows Who knows what all is happening behind The scenes you know so um, Hopefully somebody strong like Angela And and you know with my help and other good Committee members helps can go into national and, and redraw this up and Then we can take a look at the contracts and see what we need to do So Well thanks for the question man I appreciate you
1: at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts that's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over
0: what's up hey, what's up Go
1: ahead, what's going man. on josh how you doing buddy um so i've heard some uh you know all this stuff has been really unfortunate man like i'm like looking at i'm like what are they doing man uh I went kind of like all out and these are, these are people I care about. These are friends of mine. And I just like, man, how do you make missteps like this? But I've heard rumors that they might run like somebody else. I don't know if that's true or not, but I don't know. I'm hoping that you're you're like some work and some magic behind the scenes. How are you going to respond to the caucus if they, I don't know if they, if they try to, Pull somebody else out of the hat. I mean, have you heard anything about that in the wind or? uh
0: yeah, I mean, I've heard, yeah, sure, sure. I've heard about it, man. I've heard that, that that's a possibility. Um, and uh, you know, the Cox going to do what Cox thinks right for them. You know, and and uh, if you know, I, I've talked about it quite a bit. If it's somebody that I think I can get behind, if it's somebody that I that I think I can support, um, and is going to represent me, then then there's a good chance that you know I support that person. But as of right now, uh, I believe that I'm the best candidate. I believe that I'm the only person who represents the Mises caucus that's running. Um, You know, and I've, I've clawed and scratched my way to where I am for this caucus right now. So... Um, I'm not gonna I'm not look I talked like I said I, in the beginning of this I talked to Mike this morning and yesterday I remain committed to working with Mike and Angela uh to 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 you know fulfill these goals and and these dreams that the, the caucus is had for the party um whether that's me as vice chair or somebody else's vice chair but I would hope that the guy who has fought this war for them for for four years would would be the guy that they support uh, but i can't I can't force them to do anything but i i you know I have a lot of the members. I have a lot of support. I told Mike in Boston that I had, you know, I had a lot more support than they thought I had and he, he didn't believe me. Um, And, and I do, you know, and now, now we got Dave Smith uh, next to us and, uh. and more, more and more people are coming to me and saying, Hey, let's do this thing. So, um, you know, I, I want to win, man. I do. I, I think I'd make a good vice chair. I think uh, two weeks into the term, Angela's going to understand that her fears are, were uh, unfounded and, and that we can, we can accomplish a lot on this LNC if it's a good LNC. So, that's, that's all I can do, man, You know, is keep telling them, hey, I'm, I remain committed to working with you guys. I know, I know we had our spat. I know we had our drama, but it's time to put that behind us and, and uh, move forward. So that's really where I'm at now, man. I'm excited
1: question. to see you guys work together, really.
0: Yeah, I think we'll be a good team. That's, a, that's the thing that's kind of been bumming me out is like I've, I have a huge respect for Angela. I've been a big fan of Angela. Like I said, I dropped out of the chair campaign that I really wanted to run. I really, really wanted to run that chair campaign. Uh, and I dropped out and endorsed Angela because I think she was, you know, I think she's a good call. I think she's strong. Uh, I think that she'll get the things accomplished that she wants to get accomplished. And I, I think if she has a strong right hand like me there that we can get even more accomplished. So hopefully, like I said, two weeks into the new term, uh, Angela McArdle vice, uh, chair and me, and me for vice chair. I think, I think that her, feel, her fears get qualmed qual- uh, uh, and we, you know, we start making our mark on the Libertarian Party. Uh, Josh. Yep. Thanks, man. You, uh, Josh. You got you got a question? Was Josh next or is somebody else? Well,
1: uh, I, Josh is. I next. can't
0: see all the hands.
1: Sorry, right, I got it. He's unmuted.
0: And he's sideways, bro? Come on, man. <laughs> What's up? I dude
1: here, you know, not much, man. How you doing tonight? I'm
0: doing all right. If anybody doesn't know, this is the vice chair of the Libertarian Party of Florida, wearing a really nice shirt.
1: I, uh, I felt it was appropriate considering the night, man. So want to hit you with the beach ball question real quick, but this is like a DL Cummings beach ball question where you're going to get tossed in the pool. Okay. So I'm the, like you said, I'm the vice chair for Florida vice chair as a role is a very intensive job. Now everybody's heard a lot about how you're ready to support Angela, but you know, I want to be able to give you the, uh, the silver platter to tell us all if you haven't already about what and how you plan on supporting Angela.
0: Sure. Well, look, th- like I said in the beginning, the, the vice chair role is, is heavily a support role for the chair. Um, you know, if Angela has to go to the bathroom uh, during an LNC meeting, I take the gavel. That's how it works. Um, you know, I, uh, I, would, I would venture to say there's no one on the LNC currently that knows Robert's Rules of Order better than me. Um, you know, I, I started studying it in 2017 because I thought it would be the chair in 2018. Uh, I continue to study it after that. Watch Nick. Sar- Listen, we can hate Nick Sarwark all we want, all we want, but that man knows how to run a meeting better than anybody, anybody maybe ever in the history of the world. Uh, so I got to watch him run meetings for two years and learn a lot. You know, I, even his little snark that he can throw in, I'm good at that. Uh, so I think I can run the meetings. I think I can run the national convention very well. I've run state conventions. Uh, I've chaired state conventions. Um, outside of that, you know, whatever Angela has planned for the national committee. Um, I'm gonna be their supporter. That's my that's my role, man. That's what vice chair does. They support the chair uh in any way they need. And that's the bylaw stated rule. I mean, that's what they do. Um you know, I, I'm willing to work on whatever she wants. Now I have my own plans, of course. I still would like to work. I would still like to work on the uh, uh somebody's somebody's whispering. Uh I still want I still want to work on a building a, a, a media hit squad. I think that'd be a great a great job. I think Angela would bring a lot to that, that discussion as well. Um, but it, it's, it's largely a support role, man, and that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to support the chair in any way that she needs me to support her, man, honestly. And I believe that Angela will be the next chair of the LNC. I really believe that. So especially if we – our forces combined, you know, my supporters, her supporters, we're going to get this thing done. Thanks for Beautiful. your question, bro. Let's see. Can't
1: wait to see you in February, man. Oh Appreciate yeah, dude, it.
0: I'm st- I'm really stoked about coming to Florida. Let's see. Let me see if there's any questions in the chat. I don't want to I don't want to miss anything. There's a lot of people talking about my internet being crappy. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry, guys. Hopefully, it's getting better. Oh, Shannon Lee, you've been a member for six months. Thank you. Uh, if you're serious about taking this office, prove it by doing DMT on the stream right now. God, you gotta love Break the Cycle uh let's see sorry guys i'm just looking to see if there's anything nobody's asking any questions in the chat but if you guys got any questions in the chat please do uh the zoom link is on my twitter it's the last post i made so Uh, nobody's really asking anything too crazy in the chat
1: i think uh, dave has
0: a question here in the zoom okay yeah let's uh cool man yeah fairness and disclosure i'm supporting
1: you but we haven't talked about this so i'm surely curious um, one thing that the vice chair does that a lot of people don't know about, and it's in the policy manual, is that it serves as the representar- uh, representative of the independent states, sure. right? So Idaho and Mississippi. Um, could you perform that duty along with all the others? Um, what's some things about your skill set that would make you apt to do that? I guess.
0: Sure, and actually, I, I really look forward to that, man. You know what I mean? I think that the, those orphan states are awesome. I know Mississippi hates national, um, so I, I'd remain dedicated to to working with Mississippi and Idaho, and uh, you know, trying to bring them back into the fold, but not trying to force them to do it, especially Mississippi. I know, I you know, I've talked to a lot of people in Mississippi, and they. When I was at the convention in 2020, I, I was talking to their chair, and uh, he's like, "Don't even try to talk me into coming back into national. We don't care. We don't want anything to do with it." Uh, but, but you know, it, it, issues arise for states, even states that are orphaned from the, from the uh, national regions, and uh, so I, I would be willing to help them in any way they they need it. Um, I, as an at large, I was a representative of in every state. That was my job. Um, you know, I've spoken and let, most people know I've been to 45 States, uh, over the last four years for this party and for, for my chair campaigns. And, uh, I put on ballot access fundraisers in Alabama. Uh, I, I, I petitioned for ballot access in Ohio. I mean, I've, I've been everywhere. And, uh, and so, um, you know, just be two more States that I get to represent and, and, uh, you know, solely them, which is kind of awesome as well. So I look forward, I look forward to working with some of these guys, man. Definitely. Uh, let's see. Oh, I got some. I got some super chats, man. What's up, hey, Sean Patrick? Thanks for the five dollars super chat. What are some mistakes you've made, and what have you learned from them? So, I've made a lot of mistakes, man. You know what I mean? I really have, and uh, I think I think that you know, as far as with the caucus goes, uh, a gripe that they definitely have, you know, the right to gripe about is that I wasn't very good at communication over the last year or so. Um, and and a lot of that had to do with you know my new family. We took uh, for you guys who don't know, um, uh, beginning of 2020, I was living with my best friend in a house in in California. Uh, we cleaned up on Fridays before we went out to the bar. We, you know, it was we didn't have a lot going on. Um, and then I moved to Iowa in March to be with my fia- now fiance. She got pregnant in April. She had two babies. Uh, she had two girls already. We had a baby on the way in October of 2020. I got full custody of my at the time, 15 year old daughter, uh, she had two siblings that were going to go to foster care from, uh, my, my ex-wife's, but they're not mine. Uh, biologically, I was able to get full custody of them as well. Um, and my daughter, when we went to pick her up in Arkansas, she was pregnant. So we had my, my son, December, uh, new year's Eve of, of 2020. Uh, and then my, my granddaughter was born March 14th of 2021. And so I went from, not having any kids in my home to having seven children in my home in like a year in one year exactly. And so, um, I, you know, I, uh, I wasn't very good at communication for a while. There was a, there was an adjustment phase, uh, for me trying to learn how to, how to, you know, deal with all these children and get everybody set up and get new schools. And, you know, two of the kids that came to us had super lice, so we had to work on getting their lice removed and doctor's appointments and eyeglasses appointments and therapy and just a lot of stuff that I I didn't I never had to deal with before. And so it was all new to me. I kind of took a step back from everything. Um, and and really just tried to process this and, and get get the kids set. Now everything's set. The kids are doing really good. You know they they've really excelled in school. They're, they're everything's really good now. Um, so I wish I would have communicated better, uh, especially in, through 2020. I definitely dropped the ball there. There's no doubt about that. And um, you know I had I had tried to take on a position as the the candidate uh, committee coordinator for the Mises Caucus uh, sometime in 20. I guess it was like 2019 when we started that role maybe. Um, And, uh, I was, like I said, I was on the state, a state board, a local board, the national committee, I had all this stuff going on. And, uh, I just kind of, that was the one thing that kind of fell by the wayside. I would, you know, I would say, Hey, here's some candidates. These are good candidates. Let's support these candidates. I would tell Mike what candidates we shouldn't support when he'd have a list. And, uh, it could have been a much bigger role, could have done a lot more things. And I just didn't have the bandwidth to do that at the time. So that's something that I regret and, uh, a mistake I made. and, And I definitely learned, you know, if, if we could be. Now, especially if if communication is is a much bigger uh, factor in in everything that we do, so that was a that was a big one for me and something that I learned a lot. Um, Trollitarian, thanks for the five dollar super chat. I'd love to see a stream yourself, Mike, Angela to hash things out. I'd love to see everyone get on board with a full audit of past LP biz. Yes, the the audit is amazing. I think that everything. <laughs> I think that the last convention needs to be audited. I think all of the staff, and so that's something that you know with staff issues. I think all of the staff issues need. Need to be audited right away We need to really go through things with a fine tooth comb Because there's been a lot of corruption on this board Man for, for several years uh, You know and, and I didn't really notice it Until Nick Sarwark sat in front of us all At an LNC meeting and tried to Force through a motion to pay himself $75 an hour to be The, the, be the fundraiser for the party that was pretty wild uh, That's where I really started noticing it So that I mean that's back in 2019 um, so so there's a lot to go through and I agree um, As far as a stream with Mike and Angela to go uh, I think we have a lot to work out Behind the scenes uh, Before we before we all sit down publicly like that um, And hopefully we can do that Like I said I remain committed to working with them And, and getting things done So uh, we'll sit down and talk Hopefully and once we can hash that stuff out Then we'll come out publicly and talk about all that stuff so, uh, I see there's some more questions up there Will do you know who's next?
1: Uh, Peter looks Next okay. uh, hey, Josh, uh, Peter here from Oregon. Hey, buddy. Um, question for you. Obviously, I'm a supporter of yours um, for vice chair. Question on, there, there was way too many red flags with Eric. Like we saw the Facebook photo the other day with him and JBH and obviously voting for Valerie Starwark for, for that committee. But if not vice chair, do you, do you think that his wanting to like bridge the gap between Him in the Mises caucus and getting more Involved do you think that's genuine do you think he has Any place in our caucus or do you see him As more of just like a Trojan horse type figure
0: Yeah so So I wanted to I wanted to commit to not Talking about Eric too much on this podcast Uh, I've talked about him a lot publicly um, But that's that's something look and and I, I wanted I wanted to be clear about this. I was clear about this when I made my sorry my, about that. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I just don't wanna I just don't want to sit here and bash the guy, right? Like I've put out his positions. I think his positions stink. I think they're really, really bad. They in no way whatsoever represent this caucus, right? But I've met Eric, I've hung out with Eric, you know, I've talked to his husband several times. They're they're nice people. He's a really nice guy, and I think he's a genuine person. And I think he would like to see some some gap uh, bridging. I do, I believe that. Um but his positions are just so far off. He's still he's still in that fringe of the party that hates us. You know, he's he's endorsed some people that have done really bad things like Joe Bishop Henchman like like uh Ashley Shade who is the chair of Massachusetts and throwing our members out of the party. Um it's it's you know he's got a long way to go before he can represent me. That's for sure. Before he can represent the movement that I helped build. I don't think he's, he's right for that. Do I think he's genuine and a good person? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I really do. I, I think he wants to do the right thing. Um, but his positions are, are his worldviews are so wildly different than ours. I don't see how politically we can align with somebody like that. Um, and, and I've, you know, I'm somebody who's fought real, real shitty actors for many, many years. So if I'm, if I'm saying that, I mean it, you know, it's not just, I'm not just saying it cause I, I want to be vice chair. In fact, uh, like I said in the in the beginning, if, if you guys run somebody better, if the Mises Caucus can find somebody who has more organizational knowledge of the LNC than I do than I do and represents me on the issues, I I, I would be amenable to supporting them. So, um, but yeah, I think he's a great guy. I you know I think he's a nice guy and I think he's genuine. But he's he doesn't he doesn't represent me. That's for sure. And I and you know had I known his positions in 2020, I probably would have not asked the caucus to make him our fifth at large member. Um, just to be quite honest. So. Uh, Aaron.
1: Hey, so I heard you explain your reasonings of why you felt obligated to run, and I understand those. I'm interested in what you think your style as a vice chair would be, is if we get to the point where we have you and Angela on the board together, is a unified public front a priority of yours, or is speaking out to the group. When you disagree a priority of yours, what is your style going to be more?
0: Of? No, I think I think that we definitely need a unified front, um, and I know that you know. Like I said just just a second ago, I think that we have a lot of work to do, uh, Angela and I, if we're if we're gonna work together. Um, but I, I rem- like I I, I I said it a million times during this podcast, and I'll continue to say it. I told Mike the same thing. I told Dave Smith the same thing. I remain committed to working I, with I'm Angela, and and, and and I remain. Uh, oh, somebody muted me. Hey, uh, Josh, sorry, go ahead and unmute yours. Am I unmuted now? Yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah, someone muted me. Uh, I, like I like I, t- like I told Dave Smith yesterday as well, <laughs> I, I remain committed to working with Mike Heiss and, and Angela. I mean, this movement, uh, you know, I'm not going to take all the credit for it, but there's a large part of this movement that, that I helped build uh, for four years. And uh, I just want to see it represented correctly uh, by people who actually represent what we started this thing for. Um, and, and Angela to me is, is, uh, you know, she's a wonderful person. She's a hard worker. She's strong. She's headstrong. I look forward to working with her. And I've been saying that since I started running for vice vice chair, I'm excited to work for her. I think that I think that we'll do a really good job together and I'm totally fine with, uh, hashing things out privately, you know, as long as, and, and I want to make this very clear. I don't want to bash the caucus. Okay. I don't, I love this caucus. I love this movement. If if it wasn't for the Mises caucus, I likely would not be in the Libertarian Party anymore, okay? Um, but I asked for a little professional respect for the work that I have done for the caucus, and I felt like that that respect was not respected. Uh, and that's the only reason anything went public at all, um, other than the Eric stuff. I was always going to talk about Eric's... Flaws um that's what You know when you're when you're running a campaign And you're running against somebody you don't think represents The cause correctly you got to show the pub, the Public their members uh the bad Stuff you know the things that are going to make them go Hey maybe we should rethink that vote but The stuff with the caucus um That that was because I I asked For professional courtesy I didn't receive that Courtesy uh, a lot of my members were getting Messages that Weren't true weren't representing the truth About what I had to say and so I needed To set the record straight because I you know I deserve to let the people know uh, that have supported me for many years that what they're hearing may not be the truth. And so um, I tried it. I tried it other ways. It didn't work. Uh, and so I I did it my way, you know. and uh, But when we're working together and, and we're on the same board, it'll be really easy to just call her and be like, hey, what do you want me to do? Hey, what's going on here? You know, and, and I have no doubt that it can be handled behind the scenes. So I think we can keep a unified front. I think we can work through this drama and these issues uh, pretty easily. Uh, like I told Mike on the phone yesterday, I think we can work through them really easily and, and keep a unified front and, and work hard uh, together. So thanks for the question. Let's see. I think there was some more questions down here in the, uh, in the chat. Let me see. Uh, I like the idea of Angela's chair with Josh to sh- strike down all the haters. Yeah. Well, that's de- that's definitely something I'm always going to do. You know, you know how I feel about the haters. Uh, Josh, as VC, would take a lot of heat off Angela too. The belt, the Beltway Lulberts would lose their minds over him and largely ignore what she's doing. That's the truth. And I talked to Mike about this uh, and Dave Smith as well. Um, had Eric has you know, if Eric wins vice chair, the 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 bad actors, the bad faith actors, the terrible people that we've been fighting for a long time, they're not going to leave the party. They're going to see that as a win. Uh, they're going to see one of their own. Uh, he may not be a bad faith actor, but he represents what they like. Uh, the blue pilled kind of champagne beltway libertarian uh, views. And so they're going to see that as a win and it's not going to hurt them. You elect me as vice chair and those people are going to leave. Uh, the, 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 you know, I got elected to my second term as an at large and, and Nick Sarwark stopped donating to the National Party. You know what I mean? Like they hate me. So it's definitely it definitely will take a lot of heat off of off of Angela and and take some of the visibility away from her and 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 she won't get as much shit. That's for sure. Uh, Why so much obsession about a chair for like eight hundred dollars? You could get a really nice chair. Does LP National really not have them? We want a couch is what we need. That's what we really need. Uh, Tim Miller what's up Josh do you think that with your family you'd be able to commit to the responsibilities of vice chair I know how busy two kids keep me glad your kids are doing well Yeah I talked a lot about that in the beginning man Um, Yeah this is, this is it, it, Believe it or not out of all three of my campaigns This is the most stable and I, I've been And the most time I've had uh, Like I said I have a full time job but that job Gives me 14 days off every month Uh, And a lot of time at work to do stuff because I have a lot of downtime, and I have a wonderful uh, fiance who stays at home with our children. So uh, it gives me a lot of time to get things done, man. It's literally the the most time I've had in all of my campaigns. So hopefully that answers your question. All right, let's see. Uh, Samuel Whiplinger, man, what's going on? Long time no talk, brother. Yeah.
1: Um, So there's a lot of questions about um, when you decided to run as vice chair the second time. I know I was in the, the state organizer chat, and it looked like everyone
0: was kind of caught off guard by that. Were there talks about this behind the scenes at all? So, so I, I keep hearing this, that I decided to run for vice chair a second time. I never, this is the first time that I decided to run for vice chair. I was running for chairman. I could be wrong about that, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 and, and, and the, I've heard the board say it too. I was running for national chairman. I announced for chair before, as far as I assume, before Angela did. Uh, but I dropped that campaign after I thought about it. I talked with Mike about it. Um, I dropped that campaign and supported Angela through my support behind Angela. That's I wanted to run for chair. So I, I I talked. So initially, when they were thinking about running Aaron Adams for vice chair, it was around the time I dropped my campaign for chair and decided to support Angela. And uh, I had talked to Mike, and they said they were thinking about supporting Aaron Adams at the time. I was amenable to that because Aaron Adams was a good friend of mine on the board. Uh, she was a radical. She held a lot of really good positions. You know, she had been on the committee. I think this is her fourth term on the committee, maybe, maybe more. Um, and so I was amenable to that. But then all this stuff happened with New Hampshire, and I was like, there's no way in hell I'm, I'm going to vote for that person. In fact, if she decides to, remo- to vote to remove Karen Ann Harlow, am so I'm, I'm running for vice chair. I made that very clear. I said it on my show. I, clips of it got spread around. I mean, people knew. The, the people in the caucus knew. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I explicitly called Mike. and was like, yo, Mike, I'm going to run for vice chair. But he knew, you know what I mean? And so um, and I had been talking about it for a while. Um, so so they knew they might not have known that it was going to happen right when it happened. or But I had talked about it a lot. So um, and, and I don't really want to I don't want to entertain the thought that I just threw came out of left field with this because I've been talking about it quite a, quite a while before I announced for sure.
1: All right. Well, thanks for answering that. And uh, it's always been great following you and uh, appreciate all the work you've done.
0: I'll see you in Minnesota, right? Exactly. Okay, good. Good. Uh, we got some more
1: questions. Adam Jones, what's up, man? Yeah, okay, I'm not I'm muted. Okay. Uh, so is the JBH stuff with New Hampshire done? I mean, I heard that you tried to get the emails he deleted from google or something and like is it just over he's he's never going to face the mustard on that outside of just not being he's just going to be persona non grata pretty much or,
0: yeah yeah it sucks it sucks cuz and then
1: and then like well here, here
0: here's the thing so so I knew that there was something shady about the emails, right? Like that. I so if you guys remember the saga of New Hampshire, uh, I'm the one who made the motion for him to release all his uh, emails between anybody from New Hampshire and himself, because uh, I knew that it would show that he was likely talking to Sarwark um, and and also Gillette Jarvis and and others involved. Uh, Brian Shields probably. Um, And so I made a motion for him to release all correspondence between him and anybody from New Hampshire, and that's when he uh, started the ballot to remove Karen Ann Harlos, voted yes, and then resigned from the board. So you're welcome. I got Joe Bishop Hinchman to resign. but. There was a a limited amount of time. In fact, I don't even know if the limited amount of time mattered because I found out that our Google, I'm not a tech guy, but I found out that our Google had some kind of uh, permissions to where we couldn't get those emails anyways. Uh, But we were, from what I understand, we had like like three weeks to get the emails uh, and nobody pushed hard enough, you know what I mean? It's essentially what happened. And so the emails are gone. We have no other proof outside of that. He's not talking to anybody kind of over man but we had like f- four bad actors resign from the LNC you know between him Tucker Coburn uh Francis Went and then David Valenti uh they all resigned i think Valenti resigned later for some health issues i hope you know as much as we don't get along i hope he's doing okay but um uh Tucker Coburn Francis Went and uh, uh Tucker Coburn by the way was was the regional representative of New Hampshire and voted to disaffiliate his own state. Uh and then and so then I pushed him. I I actually said, Hey, you should probably resign, rethink your your vote and then resign and then he resigned. Um and then uh uh Francis went resigned and said we're all racists and Nazis and um but uh that was it. I mean we, we got those people resigned. I thought it would make the board better, but unfortunately we ended up with Whitney Billy's chair who has been pretty not great as our chair and um and she has no appetite whatsoever to go after this and, and neither do any of the other bad actors on the board, and we're outvoted. At the end of the day, we've been outvoted on just about everything we wanted to do. So,
1: I had a, a quick follow up, and it's related to that. I feel like everybody that um, went after Karen Ann Harlos, uh, and ever, and and to a certain degree, the people that just like avoided it, and and I I just can't help but look at it and think these people are hiding, and to me, it's like you were like one of the only people that I saw up there fighting in the way that need to be fought. Like, like libertarianism is like right or wrong. Like it's an equation. You apply it to something. It's like math. You just have to stand when you have to stand. And I, I don't, I don't trust any of those people outside of you to actually go against the state when we have the opportunity to do so. There's only a very short list. There's like Dave Smith, you, Angela McArdle, Michael Heiss has been solid for years. Michael Heiss has been solid. So
0: Hey, I please just, I just please don't forget for the Ron Paul. Please don't forget about the Pink Flame of Liberty. I know some people have their own uh their own uh gripes with Karen Ann Harlows, but man, she stood up. Oh, she's a, She stood up for truth and justice on this libertarian board.
1: Libertarian warrior princess. More
0: than I know she's hard to work with some, for some people. Uh I've never had that issue. In fact, uh we, and I think it's cuz I've always been reasonable with Karen Ann completely, but I've never had any issues working with Karen Ann, and she's, I, she has fought harder on this board for truth and justice and state affiliates than anyone I've ever seen. So please, please, please reelect her to secretary. Uh, please. Um, but yeah, there's the board has been rough. There's some good people on the board, man. Don't get me wrong. I love Pat Ford. Rich Bowen has been wonderful. Stephen Nicola has mostly been good. I'm not happy about his vote on the APRC, but we've had conversations behind the scenes about that. Um, you know, there's there's some good people on the board. Uh it's just we're outvoted, man. And and so I'm hoping that, you know, you Mises Caucus people show up to the national convention in Reno, which by the way, if you've never been to Reno, is a lot of fun. It's uh like I call it mini dirty Vegas. It's a it's a good time. Uh and uh and vote the whole Mises slate and me. <laughs> if I'm not on the Mises slate, so that we have a board that gets things done, man. You know, like uh it's it's largely been a board of people that are not on our team. And uh, have not allowed us to get the work done that we need to get done. That's really been the problem. It's been the problem with every board I've been on, you know. And until the Mises was not the driving force of the Libertarian Party until about a year and a half ago, maybe really started taking over boards. And it's always been the Champagne Party, DC Beltway types. And we have an opportunity to really uh, drive the fork in this this coming year, man. I mean, this is really this is our time. This is the, the the this is the closest we've ever been, and we have the opportunity to get it done. Uh, become a delegate, show up to Reno, and vote vote for the people who are going to actually represent Liberty. So um, I, I hope that you guys will, will give us all that opportunity, man. Uh, we got some more live chat, uh, super chats. Well, uh, Let's see. Sim Kalpin? I think that's how you
1: say it. Uh, five-